Like raising funds for charity, fighting for diversity, inclusion, dispelling myths and illusions, raising health awareness, tremendous conscious athletes, marathoners and triathletes, making a difference, combating ignorance. Mm. Behind the wheel, you know the deal. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Ribiox, Radio D Rock T Livingstone. And today we got a very special guest. He is the owner of Premier Barber Institute and Sharper Image. He is a coach, a leader, a mentor. Give it up for Mr. Tyreek Jackson. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. And it's commute flow. Oh, yes. You are commuting actually from, what, Lancaster, Pennsylvania to, uh, to where, Philly? Yes, sir. Oh, man. So what... I, for those that, that don't are not familiar with you, if you can give us a little, you know, origin story about who you are but before we get into that i gotta know are you a dnd man or are you a five books man <laughs> i'm not big of a coffee drinker but if i had to make a choice it definitely would be dnd i'm not i don't like starbucks too much at all uh, i uh-huh. like the iced coffee from dnd gotcha so we met at uh the ct barber expo um just kind of was my, my sister was there as a vendor and I was uh, helping her out, and and I, and I seen this guy, you know, the full beard, mm-hmm. you know, follically challenged on top, and, um, <laughs> and I was like, yo, there's something, you know, there was something, there was an energy, there was a vibe, there was there was something about you, and you know, he, so I said, you are here from the expo, and you told me a little about yourself, and then and then we connected on IG, and um, we got a chance to catch up, and so I wanted to share your story. Uh, with our audience, for those who are not familiar with you. Um, yeah, so give us a little bit about your origin, how you got started as a barber, and I'll shut up, take it from there. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, the Bible says that your gifts will make room for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I was in uh, math class. We were taking the test, and I was singing, and I got kicked out of the class for singing. So they wrote it was a that bad? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was because it was a test being taken. Okay. And so it was more disruptive than it was horrible. Okay. All right. But that's your story. You're sticking with it. Huh? That, that's the story. Sticking to it. And uh, so <laughs> what happened was I went down to the dean's office. And when I was down in the dean's office, he, um, he said, so you like to sing a lot. He said, mm-hmm. this is the third time you got kicked out of class for singing. And I, well, the, the first two, I got detentions, but the, the last one, I got get kicked out. So, you know, he said, can you sing? And I was like, no. And he goes, well, I'm going to have to hear you sing. Now, he had an ulterior motive. Mm. It's, crazy how, it's crazy how God works, because I was going to get three days out of school suspension okay. because it was a referral. And he said, I need you to go ahead and uh, sing for me. If you don't, you're getting three days automatic. And I was like, what in the world? So... You know, I sang my heart out. I knew I couldn't go home. My dad was going to beat my behind. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? If I, if, if I got kicked out of school. And uh, he says, he said he loved it. He said, you need to sing in our Black History Month talent show is this weekend. Okay. What song did you I sing? Like, I sung, <laughs> uh, it was the En Vogue version of Hold On, the intro. The old Michael Jackson. Okay. Uh uh, <laughs> you go, you gonna get, you're not gonna do a little rendition now. Are you? I, I I thought about it, you know. 
<laughs> I throw across your mind. I, I, heard, I thought you were clearing the pipes to get ready to blow, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. I thought about it. But, um, yeah, so so anyway, I uh, I ended up singing. I sang uh, Blessed Assurance in the talent show. When I was done, uh, a, a, a guy, a local business owner, he had stopped me afterwards. He was like, man, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, he said, uh, do you mind if I get you a ride home? And I was like, I'm not getting in your car. Like, I don't know you like that. <laughs> And he had a cell phone. Now, we're talking about 1993. Okay. You know, cell phones weren't a big deal. And if you had a cell phone, you was either a doctor or a drug mm -hmm. dealer. Now, this was, a, this was a black business owner. He had the leather pouch. I didn't know he was a business owner. He was just a black mm -hmm. man to me with a big old pouch cell phone. Last time I saw a cell phone like that was on uh, the movie with Wesley Snipes. Um, New Jack City? <laughs> New Jack City. So... So, you know, the first thing I thought of, this guy's probably a drug dealer. I don't want no parts of that. And uh, he said, well, you know, I know your dad, I know your mom. And he said, we can call him. So he called up my mom, you know, and I was a little curious what the phone was going to do because I ain't never seen nobody carrying a phone around. Basically, what happened was my mom said, yeah, I know him. He owns a barbershop on the corner. You, that, that's fine. You can get a ride with him. So she let me get a ride with him. And before he dropped me off at home, he stopped by his barbershop. Mm -hmm. Now, that was an interesting pivotal point for me because it wasn't so much that I sang and then I got a ride home, but it was the first time I was introduced to a real barbershop. Okay. And, well, who was here before? Um, when I, so my oh, mom okay. was, and, um, you know, my dad used to take me, well, it, it, the thing is, is my dad used to take me to an old school barber and that wasn't the best experience. <laughs> so, so this was a younger African-American male mm -hmm. had a nice car. My experience in the barbershop from the old school barber, he was just rough. You know, I, I remember getting a Tootsie Pop, but it wasn't it wasn't the experience I got this time. So I went by the shop, but when he dropped me off at home, I went back the next, uh, it was a Saturday night. I went back on Monday, the shop was closed traditionally, and he wasn't there. But then after school on Tuesday, I went back again. And I went in after school just to say thank you. So I, I, I decided to serve the needs of the barbershop. I swept the hair up do some trash out just to show gratitude for giving me mm -hmm. a ride home because I couldn't okay. fail. And that was really how I got the feel for the shop. You know, they asked me to sing in front of the whole group. All the guys, you know, gave me some praise and acknowledged me. And the feeling that I got that day from being in the barbershop, you know, was like, I can do this. I, I would like to be a part of this. And so I just continued to be the cleanup kid. And so that's really how I, I started in the barbershop. I was cleaning the mm -hmm. windows uh, once a week to every Saturday so that that way um, I can get a haircut on Tuesday. Okay. And yeah, so that was that was what I did. And on Tuesday, beginning of the week, school week for work week for them, second day of school for me, I had a fresh cut all week long in the school. So I did that every week. That's how I kept my grooming services up and just being around the barbershop. I learned to connect with uh, the shop. Now, was this your your arrangement, or did he did he put the idea ideal? You know, as far as the exchange for services, you know, work for services, and I'll get my hair cut up. I'll do the windows for you, or, or was this his idea, or just? Yeah, kinda... it was. What happened was, I I went in just to say mm -hmm. thank you again, and when I walked in, the floor was dirty, so naturally, you know, I swept it, and then um, you know, while being there, because I went every day after school, um. 
and while being there, because I just like the feeling, there was a guy who came by to clean the windows. And I said, uh, how much do you pay him to clean the windows? And he said, you know, I give him $10. And I was like, $10? I said, well, look, I can clean the window. He said, he said, he said, he said, can you clean it? Can you clean them? I said, yep. I never clean windows. <laughs> Not like that. Not the way that the guy who was cleaning the windows did. You know, I cleaned glass at the house with a newspaper mm -hmm. from Windex. So, you know, I had some experience in cleaning windows, but not the way he did them. But I saw what he used. He had a wet drill rag with some soap on it. He had a squeegee. I said, well, shoot, I could do that. But I didn't tell the owner uh -huh. that. When he asked me if I could clean the windows, I said, yeah. Primitive. Yeah, I could do it. And so I learned, I learned along the way. And basically what I did was I negotiated. I said, listen, if I'll clean the windows every week, if you'll cut my hair every Tuesday. And he said, I could do that. I said, for real? He goes, yeah, I can do that. And so that's that's really what happened. So no, it wasn't something that he prompted. It was more of something that I just took the initiative to do. And, and originally, mm -hmm. it goes by what I live by. What's you that? know, serve your needs by serving the needs of mm -hmm. others first. You know, he served my needs. He gave me a ride home. I served his needs by cleaning up the barbershop and showing my gratitude. And then while being there, hey, he needs the windows clean and the shop maintenance on a regular basis. So... Yeah, fair exchange ain't rivalry. I'll serve his needs, he'll serve my needs. And you know, that old barter system, um, I've always lived by that. You know, you bless, you your life gets blessed by serving and blessing other people's lives. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, so how old were you when you were, when, when you were in this barbershop? Um, I was 15, 14, going on 15. Okay, so where did you where did you pick up all of these 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 life principles from at 15? You know, it, it's interesting. Um, my mom and dad did a really good job with us, but my mom, she taught me self-awareness at a real early age. Don't worry about what people think mm -hmm. about you. Be confident in who you are. You know, speak your mind as long as you're respectful. Um, those were just things that she just instilled at a very early age. Uh, my mom also had, you know, a lot of male friends that she used to do ballroom dancing with. And these guys were, you know, they, they really were on top of us as kids, my sisters and myself, you know, you say yes, ma'am, and mm -hmm. yes, sir. And my parents weren't on that, but they okay. weren't. You know, when you speak to her, you say yes, ma'am. When you speak to your dad, you say yes, sir. And um, it just worked, you know? And so just having gratitude and showing um, that was a way okay. of life. You know, it just be, it just got instilled in us at a very early age. And then, you know, just, I think, going to church and understanding the whole servant mentality, because I was going to church in a youth program before my parents were even going to church. Mm. And uh, I believe that while I was there, uh, I was being poured into and just understood the importance of serving people. Gotcha. So you and your um, you and your mom went to school together? We did, we, we, we did. Um, she signed me up when I graduated from mm -hmm. high school in 95. And when um, she signed me up, she came home and said, you know, I signed you up for school. I was like, awesome, <laughs> great. And she said, and I'm gonna go with you. And I was like, no, not, not, a, not a chance. And <laughs> No, I signed up as well. We're going to go together. Now, by this time, I had already been about a year and a half just from that initial experience. So I've been in there messing up all the kids, you know, uh, but there were no barber schools. And so cosmetology time, she went with me and the newspaper came in and wrote an article. Oh, wow. Uh, they asked me how I felt about being a young man in an all-girls school. And I was like, you know, I, I didn't care. But the, the, the article was mother and son first ever mother and son to attend beauty school together or something like that. And um, what they asked me was, how did I feel about being mm -hmm. a young man in an all girls school? I said, I don't care. You know, I'm 
very confident in who I am. And, you know, I, I just want to cut hair. And if I got to come to school and do little old ladies and perm rods and all that, so I can get the opportunity to cut hair as a professional, then that's what I'll do. That's the sacrifice I'll need to make and I'll do it. Uh, the second question they asked is, what do you want to do? And I told them I'm going to work at Champ Hall's barbershop. I'm going to uh, get my manager's license, eventually open up my own shop and one day get my teacher's license where I will create more opportunity for myself. And um, 20, you know, 23 wow. years later, I finally opened up my own school, Premier Barber Institute right outside of Philadelphia. So that was always gotcha. the dream, you know, you so got to get you, your own you, you held on to this for, for 23 years. That That's a long time to be um, patient. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't it wasn't mm -hmm. so much patient. It was just persistence more than anything. Um, you know, I, I never lost sight of the fact that I wanted okay. to educate. I, I thought naturally I was an educator. Um, you know, I was a skateboarder. And so when kids would come around, I would teach them how to ride a skateboard and Were do tricks them? on them. And then I was also a, uh, I took, <laughs> no, I wasn't charging, it was free 99. Free, free 99, okay. <laughs> no, free, free, free 99, free 99. Um, I also did a Bible study at, at an early age. I was about 12 or 13 years old. And before I went out with my friends to skateboard, we did a Bible study. So I was always teaching, mm -hmm. you know, and I've had really good teachers in school that I liked and I admired. I never saw myself as a teacher. But I did it all the time. It was like a nature, it was innate nature that I had to teach. And so, you know, I was just like, whatever, I'll, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I had scholarships to, to college and art school. And when I was done with high school, I went right into uh, barbering and cosmetology. And just the idea of, of having a teacher's license would be Awesome because gotcha. it would afford others the opportunity that mm. was afforded to me. So now you're what? What, what made you open up in um in, in Philly as a instead of uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, man? Dutch country, huh? Yep, uh, Dutch country for real. So for me, um, there was already a school in that town. I had also helped to establish another school there. They had they had Title IV funding, which is financial aid availability. Okay. And as a new school, you can't get financial aid right away. Uh, what we did is I did an acquisition and bought a school that was in this area. And then we changed the LLC and began okay. to do business as Premier Barber Institute, where I was able to get the accreditation much quicker and mm -hmm. get my Title IV funding right away, which made it easier to provide financial aid for students. And it was in this area. The big thing is there's no other schools within 26 miles of this area. And there's a huge problem with unlicensed activity in the Philadelphia area. So it, it made sense. You know, I also thought eventually I would move away or build other locations out here. Um, I had some, some guys at my shops that I offered them the plan, like, Hey, you know, eventually you guys could run and open and operate a shop out in this area mm -hmm. and hire the students and, you know, build your own wow. experience. That's all so right. that was always part of it. So now you're, you're in the school. Um, and you're doing, you're just, you're just teaching. And so as we're having this conversation, I can imagine that you're, you're, you're in front of the group and you're talking about, you're sharing principles, stuff that's specific to barbering industry. Yeah. Most of, most, most schools teach out of the book. They teach the lady and they teach this stuff and that, that goes a lot of schools that I've traveled and went through. They don't, they don't break mm -hmm. down the material. They give the students the how they're not giving them the why. Um, I really focus on the why. And I try to make even the stuff that's not as exciting and appealing to the students, appealing and exciting. One, because I've done it through cosmetology. 
number two, because I'm also a barber with 26 years of experience of shop ownership, uh, platform work, work with companies, created uh, product lines with people, have um, endorsed products, you know, so I have a, a, a wide range of experience that I can impart and share with them. So, you know, I come with a different level of experience. Most of your schools don't have, you know, educators that are really good because the people who are really good are behind the chair making money. The people who educate are working for companies. They're not working at schools because schools don't pay, you know, a couple of dollars an hour, you can make more than that behind a chair. So a lot, a lot of good people who can instruct and teach. Most of your people are retirees and mm-hmm. older guys. They out of the game. Their cooking game ain't the same. And so it's, it's a, it's a different conversation now. You know, with men. You know, you're still established. You can still cut mm-hmm. hair. You can teach. You can teach from a different level. You've experienced a lot of these things that you can share with us. So I think that's that's where some of. And I think right now, if you if you look at the face of the industry and social media. Having a school is cool now, you know, and and I would I would I think it'd be safe to say that Tyreek is making it cool to get away from behind the chair, own and operate a school, monetize that, and at the same time make education and school important and fun versus I'm gotcha. trying to kill the game. So what did you um, in town. What made you embrace <laughs> social media? I mean, because I, I see I see the, the wisdom, you know, on your face and so you said, nah, this, you know, I'm too old for this. So why, why would I be on social media? What, what, what made it different for you? What, what made yeah. uh, social media in particular, IG, um, attract? Well, the interesting thing was, is that I've always, mm-hmm. every platform that's ever come out, I've always gotten it and signed up to just keep the name in the event that I ever needed it, that somebody couldn't take it. And then I had to find it. So I've always done that. I always found the importance. I mean, I was on gotcha. YouTube years ago, but never really was a tuber. Uh, Instagram was one of the things that when it first came out, I remember in 2011, I told all the students in the school, you need to get on Instagram. There's barbers on here posting stuff. You're going to see stuff and it would be a great way to just connect with barbers all over the world. And I had it, but I was posting food and family. It was more of a a personal page, not a uh, business page. And then the next thing I did was, um, I, um, my, my students were like, you need to post that haircut. I'm like, man, I don't care about, I'm too old for that. I'm, I'm done with this. I did the competitions. I won 25,000 in one competition. I did eight competitions and won them. Like I'm not in the competition. I'm not on the, I don't need to post my haircuts for accolades. Like I'm not worried about that. And, um, there was a company, uh, vegan. Uh, Miss Reggie had gave me a phone call and she said, Tyreek, you know, what's up with, um, she said, you know, I, every year I get your name, it comes across my desk as an educator and every year I don't choose you. And I was like, okay. She says, I got our social media strategist. And, and she said she was a 19 year old girl. And the girl said, you know, why are we hiring him? He has no social media presence. Mm-hmm. And when she said that to me, even though I'm not concerned with working for companies, my motive for working for and with the company was to put my students on. That was really, the, I wanted to be a conduit for that. So when she said that, I said, holy smokes, I need to embrace social media. This has to be an important component to my business. And so I just, I cracked down. I studied it. I figured it out. I started messing with it. And um, I just tried to figure out what I can do and how I can use it instead of just posting. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much 
with technology and does you have, is what you're um, doing with the technology. You have amassed a, a, a quite quite a following there. You know, it's it's getting dirty. It's trying to figure out how to make it work. You know, I don't have a million followers. The reason I don't have a million followers is because I ain't buy them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at one point, it was easy to buy followers. It was easy to um, mm -hmm. build a following because Instagram made you very visible, especially if you use hashtags. Right now, they just took down your visibility. So the way you get visibility is you got to pay for it. You know, you got to pay for visibility um, or you create engagement. And what I'm doing now to create engagement is what I've always done the entire time. So if a, if a page posted my photo, and I remember the first time Barbershop Connect posted a photo of mine, when they did, I went in and whoever liked it, mm -hmm. I went in and I liked and followed all of those people because they, they liked my stuff. I was being social. Um, that was one way I built a huge following. And then after a while on my timeline, I would see if it was something that wasn't appealing or I didn't like it or I didn't enjoy it. Then what I did was I would unfollow those people, but I wasn't a guy like, follow me, I'll follow you back. And the next week I unfollowed you. No, I mean, I liked and followed your stuff. One, yeah. if it was appealing, but number two, if you like my stuff, I wanted to be social with you. And so I still do that. I've never veered from doing that. That's what helped build my page. And so there's pages out here with a million followers, 100,000 followers, you know, 800,000 followers, and they don't have nearly the amount of engagement. I mean, I have on a live feed, 150 people tuning in, 180 people. At one point, we almost hit 200. It was at 198. And, and we didn't crack, but it was, I'm talking about steady like steady while I'm speaking live. I'm not talking about afterwards. Mm -hmm. When I get off of my live feed, it might be six, 700 people who tuned in. And then if I check it within 24 hours, it'll tell me you got 1200 people who viewed your live feed. You got 1300 people, you got 1500 people who viewed it within a 24 hour span. But in the moment of it being live, I mean, yeah. I really have uh, over 150 people on a Tuesday morning, 9.30 a.m. Mm. East Coast time, Tuning in, I got people in Hawaii at 3 a.m. tuning in. I got people in California at 6.30 a.m. And I believe a yeah. lot of that has to do with the amount of engagement that I have on my page. If you like my stuff, I comment back. If you comment and you put something in your stories or you leave a comment, I respond. I share it. I repost it. If you send me a direct message, I put it, I screenshot it, and I put it up. Mm -hmm. Unless you say, please don't share this, then I won't. But I put up. I put that stuff up and I, the response that I've been getting from people is thank you so much. You always respond. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys, a lot of times I reach out to barbers, they don't respond back and you're one who does. And I think that's why, because then people begin to share that on their page and their followers begin to see, because again, Instagram has denied your visibility. They call it algorithms. But basically what they did is they cut a lot of yeah. your visibility off. And in order to be visible, you have to do one or two things. You got to pay or you engage. And I've always engaged. So I'll continue to engage. If I feel the need that I have to advertise, then I will. But I don't do a lot of the paid yeah. advertisement. And Tuesdays uh, always because seems to I be get, like a, I get a big strong thing engagement you, on my page. This, this, uh... <clears throat> Tyreek Tuesdays, I mean, because it's, it's a T and it's, it's a nice, catchy thing. But uh, was that, where, where did that idea come from? 
So every morning, every morning we have a positive quote or an encouraging quote or something that provokes some positive thought. And um, I actually got that because my mom would put uh, Bible verses or a quote or something encouraging, even if it was simple, I love you, you're the best thing in the world, on the bathroom sink in the morning. So when you're brushing your teeth in the morning, you get this positive message from mom on the, the, the mm -hmm. mirror. And so I really like how that made me feel as a kid. And I'm like, you know, and, and she did that all the way. I mean, I was 23 years old at home and I would get this on my, on my, uh, on the sink. So I was like, you know, I'm going to do this at the school. And what I began to do was uh, do that every day. And then one day it was a student of mine, Elena, Elena Cook. She said, this is so powerful. She said, you need to go live because she said, you always tell us we need to start utilizing technology and Instagram. She said, you need to go live because Instagram is live. And I told her, I said, I'm not going to do it. She said, why not? I said, because I know me. And if I start something, I'll have to be consistent with it, especially if it gets the type of response that I'm, you know, hoping it does. And if it's helping people, I'm only going to be compelled to continue to do it. She says, well, what you're talking about right now, we need to go live right now. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. She goes, she goes, let's do it. Who cares? Because, you know, I'm like, yeah, I got I have a suit on. I got to look presentable. I'm a professional man. It was a dress down day. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Anyway, I went live because she, she said, you're going to go live. I'm turning it on right now. We went live and we got like 12 mm -hmm. viewers. More importantly, the messages and the responses afterwards were, this has helped me so much. You know, I had another instructor mm -hmm. who was in there who shared her story about, mm. it was about forgiveness. And she shared her story about how she was molested and how she overcame through forgiveness instead of carrying uh, anger, resentment um, towards the person who, who um, you know, who affected her and afflicted her. And so through that, I was like, wow, this was powerful. And she said, good, <laughs> you're going to do it again next week. And we're going to call it Tyree Talk Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. She said, because you started it on Tuesday. And I was like, see, this is what I didn't want to do. And I said, on top of that, I don't want to call anything Tyreek Talk anything. My barbershops are sharper image barbershops. There's no Tyreek associated. Mm -hmm. My school is Premier Barber Institute. There's no Tyreek associated with it. I'm, I've never been a guy that want to mm -hmm. put my name on everything to be like, yeah, this is me, this is me, this is me. You know, if I own it, I own it. But I want it to be everybody's, not mine. Um, however, she said, we're going to call it Tyreek Talk Tuesdays. We'll continue to do a Tyreek Talk Tuesdays. And so we did it. And in a couple of weeks, it went up to like, you know, 30 people. I started doing it with other people's pages, creating the conversation and bringing attention to it. And it grew, I would say, in six to eight months. More importantly, mm -hmm. we began to capture it and take snippets of it and then create more awareness of the Tyreek Talk Tuesdays. Uh, about two mm. months after the Tyreek Talk Tuesdays started, Elena had passed away. And then it, it was just like, I can't stop doing this because she made it important and it impacted so many people's lives. And here we are, you know, with 150, yeah. 160, 170 people every week tuning in on a Tuesday morning from their work cubicle, from their chair, traveling to, to or commuting to school and or work. You know, I had a couple of mm. barbershops saying, look, we're playing your live right now at at the school yeah. in our theory. Yeah, the I mean, when I tune in and I, and I hear it, it's, like, you know, it, it's, it's just not.
they're, one of the things I enjoy about principles is applicable to, you know, whatever industry that you're in. So, you know, it's, it's gravity. You jump out the window, you're going to, you know, if you don't have a parachute, you're coming down. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you do have a parachute, you're eventually going to hit the, you're eventually going to land. Um, right. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in. And, and so you, if you tune right. in to Tyreek Tuesdays on his live feed, you're going to get something that you can, um, that you can carry throughout the week, throughout the day. And that, I thought that was uh, powerful when you, when you shared it with me. And I share, I tune into, um, to the lives, I check it out. And there's a guy who's like, you know, I, I, I was on your feed and maybe I should unfollow you because I checked into you because, you know, you were doing this thing and then you stopped doing it. So maybe I should unfollow you. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a video we put together because I really enjoyed the brother who was who had his own little um, mm -hmm. positive message and um, he stopped doing it. And I was like, well, that was why I followed him in the first place. And so when I told him that he's like, man, that makes sense. You know, I'm glad he started doing it again. That was his name was um, humbly degraded. And so, uh, so yeah, right, that man. was something. He so was you're, doing you're definitely making he started an, doing an, it an impact in not only in your industry, but in, in, in the world uh, outside of uh, <clears throat> barber and cosmetology and, and, and I see you traveling and spending time with, with, with your family. It's a lot of positive messages that you that you're putting out there in the universe, and uh, and, and and in return, you're you're you're, uh, you're reaping the benefits, man, and, and continuing to share and inspire lives. I, I appreciate you for taking the time out your day, man. Um, tell people where they can they can follow you. You know, get your app, etc. Yeah. So thanks, man. I I really appreciate it. I was glad when you called and said, Hey, you know, I'd, I'd like to connect with you to be on my morning show. I was like, let's do it. You know, yeah. I'm about, and, and I think you hit me from Gary V's post. Gary V posted something. I commented cause I just spoke about that on my Tyree talk Tuesday. And then you commented and was like, Hey, you I like what you're doing. Let's get up. I think you started to review some of my work and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. we got on. So yeah. Um, every Tuesday morning, Eastern time, 9 30 AM. Tyreek Talk Tuesdays, uh, I share a lot of different things. We, you know, and usually it's a series of stuff and I break it down over several weeks. Uh, Birthing Your Business was an amazing one that I did a while back. It was a five week series. Right now I'm on a series of uh, loyalty, honor, respect, um, and, and what that mm -hmm. looks like. So I'm excited tomorrow I'm gonna be uh, doing honor um, on, my, on my live talk. So every Tuesday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, Tyreek Talk Tuesdays on my IG. But if you want to follow anything that I'm doing, everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, it's all I am Tyreek Jackson, I-A-M-T-Y-R-I-K mm -hmm. Jackson. And uh, it's been fun, man. It's been a good journey. Uh, I know there's plenty more we got we could talk about. Um, I know I got to get into this school in about five minutes. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about this. I love what you're doing. Um, just continue to elevate the industry and the culture of barbering. You know, we all have a niche. And um, I think if we take our yeah. gifts and give them to the world, we impact the world in a positive way. And uh, I don't have to do a podcast because you're doing it and you're doing it well. I'll continue to do my lives, you know, and each person has their thing that they do. And if we collaborate instead yeah. of compete, competition makes us faster. Collaboration makes us stronger and wider. And so if we continue to collaborate, I'm on the collaboration tip. Like, I think it's way more important to collaborate with people than it is to uh, compete. Because when you're competing, then you're trying to outdo someone else. And if you're already doing something well, continue to do it. 
you know, take suggestions from people who can maybe help your thing get a little bit better. Uh, but do what you do. Impact the world the way that you do. I appreciate uh, it, man. This you're is pretty the way modest, man, because you, you, I love what you're you doing, actually so re so received several um, awards for social media engagement, for your live feed. And, you know, you didn't mention that. It's almost like Nas, you know, his <laughs> company that he backs. I didn't even know he, you know, he had a pharmaceutical company that he was backing. And Amazon just purchased it for, for a billion dollars. You know, so he's quietly just making moves. So it's not, you know, it's not it's like I something you that. said, you know, I got to have my name on it and got to let people know. And you, like you said, your gift will right. make room for you. You ain't got to blab and mm -hmm. blow your own horn. But you're doing some great things, man. And, and it's out there. And I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for taking time right. out of your schedule. I know you got to get into the classroom. And uh, yeah, if you haven't downloaded the app, go download the app and hit him up at I am Tyreek Jackson. Yeah, the app actually has uh, free business tools on it. It's Tyreek Jackson, T-Y-R-I-K Jackson. Um, free business tools, which I think a lot of the barbers and beauticians need because we're talented and creative. <laughs> a lot of them aren't organized. This helps to manage your finances. Uh, there's a spreadsheet on there that helps. There's some rules, there's business planning uh, info on there, how to start your business, how to structure a business. There's a lot of free info. Also, you can subscribe if you're interested in some of my live talks. All of them are on there as well as some haircut tutorials and um, some of the class of private classes that I do. Uh, I don't go live in those classes, but I record them Get some and put them inside of the app so that that way the subscribers all right, man. It's been a pleasure, access. man. Absolutely. All Likewise, right. let's Bye -bye. do a part two whenever you're ready. All right, man. Behind the good, you know the 